If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Great to have you here. Hope you had an awesome week. I tried to do so. We're covering the issues you need to know, the news in healthcare and insurance industries. Talking a little technology this week as well. Plenty of analysis on the latest happenings this week, including the Democratic debate, which happened on, I think it was Tuesday night of this week. We're going to play some clips coming up here in the second segment uh, from the from the, the, the debate. And also a Republican candidate, Jeb Bush, releasing a health reform plan. We will break that down as well. But first, some of the news of the week. Top story uh, so far is nearly half of the uninsured or 15.7 million people are eligible for Medicaid or subsidized Affordable Care Act coverage. Analysis in the Kaiser Family Foundation coming out Tuesday of this week. And they found on the state level a share of uninsured population eligible for those two forms of insurance related to financial assistance ranges from 35% here in our state of Nebraska and Texas to 75% in West Virginia, according to the analysis. And so I've been talking about this for several weeks now, several years actually, as far as affordability as a nation is concerned when we're looking at those people that are uninsured. Most of the people are going to be eligible for some sort of subsidies. That's how the legislation was designed. The mechanics of it are still getting worked out. It'll be interesting in 2017 what happens when these payments to the insurance companies could potentially go away as far as how that affects subsidies and other things related to the legislation, but something to keep your eyes on. Next up, how big data could help save $400 billion in health care costs. We're going to be spending a whole segment on that. Health reform or health care and the cloud, big data. How can we use these, uh, these things to really get into the weeds with improving health care quality, lowering costs, and so on and so forth. We've talked about Watson. It's funny. We're starting to see some IBM Watson commercials, how they're using uh, data and computers to uh, come to the fruition. Uh, Another story I'd like to draw your attention to, this is from a couple weeks ago, but this is something that we've talked about on the program before as far as states getting waivers to opt out of provisions in the Affordable Care Act, and I'm thinking that we're going to start seeing more and more of these happening because in 2017, according to Section 1332 of the Affordable Care Act, it allows the government, the feds, to give states waivers, granting them considerable flexibility in uh, how they would modify coverage providing to their uninsured populations. And I've been advocating for this for our state of Nebraska for several years now because I think this is something that 
we might be able to capitalize on an opportunity and get out of some of the uh, challenges in the uh, in the act. I don't know if it's as lucrative or as desirable, I guess is the right word, as one would think. But among the changes in the law, states could conceivably pursue uh, doing away with the insurance marketplace, the mechanism through which the law makes subsidized private insurance available to eligible consumers. Hmm. Interesting how that would affect the employer mandate, which is the second item, repealing the individual and employer mandates, widely opposed by most, and small businesses. Many businesses in our state and others are getting hammered by the compliance woes delivered by this act, and here's an opportunity for people to get out. The third one is uh, establishing a single-payer system. Don't think that would fly. Didn't really fly in Vermont. They kind of failed at their effort, and... Um, their state and ours, I, I think we're, we've got more population than them, but uh, if it didn't work out there, I don't see it working out here. Finally, my last story of the week, Medicare ACOs losing $41 million to poor quality performance. Affordable, uh, accountable care organizations has been a issue that uh, you know has, has come out of the Affordable Care Act and keeping people out of the hospital is obviously the primary goal of these Medicare Accountable Care organizations. It proved difficult, however, this year, and especially when they had money on the line. The weak performance, according to experts, is starting to raise questions about whether or not these quality measures are, are worth it. Many people are, are, are still saying that this is kind of a situation that it's in its infancy. But they've uh, given $273 million to 65 uh, Medicare ACOs in their second year of the program. They're based on how much they can save. And Medicare reduced the financial awards by $41 million because, according to analysis by the Levitt Partners, uh, the, the, zero, the performance, uh, let's see, 19, looks like they didn't quite hit all of their benchmarks, I guess is the easiest way to say it, folks. But the... The issue is still in its infancy, and I think it's probably going to be continuing to go that way. I think that healthcare providers should probably give Edie Bellis a call because what we can do for them, the future is, is actually coming. And what I see is these ACOs continuing to uh, become more prevalent. We're seeing more healthcare consolidation, and what Edie Bellis can deliver in a relatively short amount of time is a provider sponsored turnkey solution insurance local insurance product that a healthcare provider system could deliver built around a narrow network that they could use to drive people into their into their uh, delivery system at the right air, at the right places and it's based on a discounted fee for service reimbursement schedule so it's going to obviously save money off of the PPO and they have technology and analytical tools that can help the organization being the business that self-insures save an awful lot of money and the best part is the healthcare provider and the business split the savings and Edie Bellis can help coordinate and manage that whole process so if you want to get a look at how that might work if uh, an executive from one of the uh, providers is listening looking for something uh, creative futuristic but needed Give us a call, 402-884-9020. That is the E.E. Bellis number. If you want to talk to me right now, you can give us a call, 402-342-1290 is the number. Coming up next segment, 
Alan Hager joining us with analysis on the Democratic debate, a look at a Republican plan, and much more on technology. This is America's Healthcare Challenge online at healthreformexplained.com, and this program will be right back. <laughs> 